<laughs> it's International Men's Day and World Toilet Day, which you is know, just beautiful. Beautiful. My hands are, like, clasped. This is amazing. Because because I'm going to be talking about a whole lot of toilet and a whole lot of men. Welcome to Direct Video. VHS? VHS? DVD Extras. Uh, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Yeah, a podcast between podcasts where all we want romantically is a girl who's secretly an animal spirit. <laughs> I really Which... like that one. I was going to, I was going to like tell you on Twitter, what does this mean? But then I thought, we're recording later. I'll ask them. What does it need to mean? I, what I, I want don't... romantically is a girl who's secretly an animal spirit. I okay, don't think but, that's so much to ask. But, but when, so does, here's just my big question, mm-hmm. right? I think this is going to capture all of my fears and justifications in one question. Yeah. Does that make you a furry? No. No, 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 no. She... Animal spirits have human forms. I don't think it would make me a furry. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? There, there Where probably this is a, fits. There probably is a phrase for what that is. Because the internet is a big place. We. I was just talking about, like, animal spirits and, and sexuality with, like, a, a group of friends of mine. Like, not a week ago, so. Lots of male animal spirits turn into female creatures. Or people. So, where does that put the, peop- the people who are yeah, attracted it's... to them? Like, it's, it's, it's this whole complicated thing. I mean, Loki turned into, like, a six-legged horse and fucked another horse. And then gave birth to a better horse. Yep. Oh no! With he eight legs. The thing he gave birth to had six legs. That's what it was. Slepnir, who he then gave to his dad. Right, his his adopted who dad. rode him into battle. Yeah, and here's the thing: every other one of Loki's children was either evil or killed, and that one wasn't either. Spoilers for Thor Ragnarok, by the way. What really? Dang. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yep, and there's a scene in Thor Ragnarok. It's really long and kind of <laughs> gross. It's tasteful. Uh, it's behind the screen. It's it's kind of beautiful, though. Yeah, it, like, uh, it's it's very uh, Brokeback Mountain-esque in how it's filmed. I hate this. I thought his six-legged son might show up at some point. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I hate this. Okay, 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 okay. So, so, uh, what, how long ago was this now? It wasn't too long ago. Like, three hours ago, no, five hours ago, I walked into a theater and just watched Justice League. Paid for a ticket to watch this movie. I paid, I paid nearly under six dollars. To watch okay. a movie that came out... This movie came out Thursday at midnight, maybe for like Friday. Um. And this this theater was <laughs> not even half full. That makes sense. That makes sense. It, it, it wasn't empty enough that I felt comfortable like like, rec- like taking notes on my phone or yeah. like laughing out loud at the screen. But it was definitely empty enough that I was like pleasantly comfortable chuckling throughout this movie okay so right off the bat i want to say i kind of liked it oh no now let me follow that up with this is the worst movie i've seen all year this movie wait stop this is the worst movie you've seen all year that was released this year or this is the worst movie you've seen all year we have a bad movie podcast this is the worst movie I've seen all year. We have a bad movie. Podcast. Yikes! Okay. This movie, this movie hits Wolf Quest levels of incomprehensibility. <laughs> like, like this movie is a goddamn mess. Okay, and that's I, about what I and expected. I, and I liked it because I could see in this like maybe two hour film. 
men in business suits throwing money to make it go away. <laughs> like, I could see the culmination of five years of problems. It uh, is amazing. Just all right. So, I want to before you quick, get into this. Before you get into this, yeah. it just something popped in my head. Imagine if Avengers had never been made, but the Justice League movie had. They would think the superhero team movies don't work. This okay. If if this movie had come out in the era of Spider-Man three and X three, mm-hmm. it would have been the death of superhero movies for a good long yeah, time. For like a decade, like the opposite like, of what Iron Man did to superhero movies. Yeah, like this movie is is a is a. Oh man, I cannot even. Okay, I need I need a I need a time frame for this. Though. Okay, so because like, so in 2011, Zack Snyder, uh, directed and released and co-wrote Man of Steel, which, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like this is all this all starts with Man of Steel. Now, there's your first problem. The central conceit of Man of Steel is let's imagine that Superman is is struggling to find his place in the world like he doesn't quite know what his origins are he doesn't know what to do with his power he's this person who understands that he is in a position of leadership but doesn't know how to assume that role in a way that is productive because of kind because mostly because of his upbringing and how he views the rest of humanity and society so the the movie did reasonably well it was kind of a clusterfuck in terms of like pacing and character development um it ends where it begins with superman not knowing like there's no resolution to this conflict right i've i i've i've never seen this movie i know a few of the problems are like one superman is emo as fucking it jarred people Two, there's like a 9-11 scale disaster, or bigger than 9-11 scale disaster, that was basically caused by Superman. And yeah, then, it, it, and, essentially. And then three, like, I've, I've heard this, there's, there's such like a blindness in how they went at this movie that like, apparently Zack Snyder talked about how he, who's Superman's friend? No, this is later. What, you're, what you want to talk is about is later. Is that the other movie? Yeah, this is that. This is the next movie. Okay, okay, but like that, but that kind of thing was like, I think still yeah, true exactly. in this movie. It's sort of like uh, weird character blindness when you went in, where he thought that audiences would like that he secretly killed a big Superman character and didn't tell anyone about it. the The biggest problem I think with this with this first Man of Steel movie is mm. just Zack Snyder it really seems to hate the idea of what a superhero does and that's fine but if you want to tell a story about how pointless or useless a superhero can become if they're trapped within their own personal struggles you really have to sell that well and confidently and man of steel Mm -hmm. like superman is not the character you want to do that with because everybody knows who superman is that's the thing. That's not a Superman movie. That's like a Watchmen movie, which he made. Oh, did he? Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like that was him, <laughs> right? So, so, but even then, like Watchmen as a comic, people didn't wasn't, like the Watchmen movie. But no, yeah. But the thing is, is like Watchmen as a comic wasn't a pushback against the idea of a superhero. It was the pushback against what superhero comics were becoming, mm. and like a bunch of other stuff. Man of Steel, honestly fails underneath the weight of what superman is which is ironic and and you'll understand why later okay so now then we move on to batman v superman <laughs> dawn Yay. of justice batman lowercase v superman colon dawn of justice um right, where batman takes superman to court god so i've talked about this movie i think on this podcast uh, do you think that did we did i I don't know. I don't know. Like, there was once where we went over the whole thing, and we have revisited it, like, at least two other times, as mentioned. So, 
So I, I will say this about Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice is it continues it continues the ethos of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It it is it is a direct sequel to Man of Steel in every way. It sets itself up as like an origin story for Batman, as well as being the not not only the death of Superman, but the death of what a superhero is. Like the movie is a thematic clusterfuck, but at the end of the day, it wants to be about why superheroes don't work mm-hmm. and and why the world doesn't need superman i'm guessing that that means that there's a thematic problem in justice league when you toss wonder woman in then right because that's right. not what wonder woman was about uh, another movie i still haven't seen my my cousin went out and bought a dvd of it i it's in the house and i just haven't watched it yet i recommend it it's it's very chipper um, That's why I've heard. I've heard it's very good, and everybody should watch it. And I am one of those everybody. So I uh, I don't want to talk about Wonder Woman because it's it's frustrating how little her character features in either Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, or Justice League. Oh, that's a pity. I yeah, thought I thought I heard from you actually that one of the reasons Justice League was like haphazardly redone last minute was because wonder woman was so big and they hadn't expected it to be and they wanted to make her a bigger part of the movie uh i don't know if that was me but that is definitely possible i will say this and this is where the timeline really gets crazy Mm -hmm. so uh batman v superman dawn of justice was announced in 2013 it went through a host of problems in production um it eventually released in 2016 last year and it did reasonably well. Um, so did it? two years okay. of print. Yes, it 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 did good. Like it didn't do amazing, but it did good. Now this movie had two years of principal photography, and very little was done to change its tone. But the Justice League movie came out this year, so that puts it at about a little over a year and a half after this movie. Now this is where shit gets crazy. So following the release. Uh, in between Justice League and in between Ma- Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, we have two movies. We have Suicide Squad and we have Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad went under tremendous like rewriting and reshoots like in the last half of its production in order to have it hit a more quote-unquote cheerful tone. Poof, okay. And for, for reasons that I cannot discuss, it was a disaster. For very similar but different reasons than this movie. So following that we have Wonder Woman, which was incredibly successful, mostly because Wonder Woman's... Honestly, I can attribute all of Wonder Woman's goodness to its director, who pushed very hard to hit a particular tone. That was, like, specifically not the tone of any other DC movie, right? Yeah, seriously. Like, like Patty Jenkins fought hand over fist to, to give this movie the tone that it had. That's right. Um, I, I also forgot I had a female director. That was such a big deal yeah, it, it, when it's it came a, it's, out. It's it's like one of the most successful uh, superhero movies ever, and it has a female lead and a female director. So fuck everyone who says bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So following the success of Wonder Woman, Warner Brothers and DC are now in a very awkward position, where they have this very well received critically and also in terms of like a significant portion of their fan base well received mm-hmm. film. That has this tone that completely contradicts the tone of their last two big movies. And they have another movie coming out. Now, a good way into principal photography of this film, uh, which started in April and ended in October of last year, Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder had to leave the project. We talked about this when it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I definitely tweeted something out about it, but you know, but following some family issues from personal family issues, uh, Zack Snyder left the project. So Joss Whedon, who was on call for DC already working on some other stuff was brought in to direct some reshoots. Now the reshoots happened sometime between May and three months ago. And this is where things are really hazy because other than reshoots happened and like there were some issues with like Henry Cavill was like doing another movie and he had to be brought in to do some reshoots. Mm-hmm. It feels like the entire premise of this film was flipped 
360 degrees. No. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. But you mean 180 degrees? I I don't. I, like it Maybe was flipped 90, 180 like a degrees. Sharp turn. It, it was flipped 180 degrees and then 90 on the vertical. Like it is it is so counter to what any like the previous two films have been. Mm-hmm. In the first 10 minutes of this movie. Okay, so spoilers for Justice League from here on out. By the way, I'm not going to Superman dies. In the last one, yes. What, really? In in Batman v Superman, Superman dies. That's so stupid. Okay. Yeah, that's like the big premise of the movie. So Really? So in the first... Well, it's not the premise, but it's like the big thing that happens at the end. All right. Is that Superman dies, and Batman's like, Men... Well, actually, men are still good. Great. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up uh, Batman v Superman again. No, you're good, you're good. I'm just... I need to, like... Okay, this is really hard. The first ten minutes of this movie is a montage of why the world needs Superman. The world, since Superman's death, has gotten so shitty and awful, and and people are just so sad about Superman being dead. Why? Wasn't he kind of a monster? Yeah, like, that's the thing. I don't know. The last movie posited his existence as being, like, fairly controversial with some people defending his existence and other people hating him like right like the it it felt more like superman was like a controversial football player than like a hero that everybody felt bad about but this movie like literally in a shot puts him up with david bowie and prince yikes yeah like that yeah like there is it it is patently absurd i feel like okay here's the thing just that just that i feel like you go into a movie and you don't want to be reminded of the two stars that just died yeah no and oh and it's bad it's like it's like it's got it's like it's not even like a real newspaper it's like a pulp newspaper and it like has like a headline that's like went back to the planet they came from and i was just like fucking really these and and so, and like the first thirty minutes of this movie feels like a fu- feels like a fucking like Zack Snyder ass film. Like there's like slow motion montages and like panning that doesn't quite need to be there, but looks super cool, but also doesn't tell you anything. Mm-hmm. And like, and the conceit of the movie is these creatures are showing up all around the world that feed on fear, and Batman is trying to get together a team of people. Because he thinks that without Superman, some, something out there in space is preparing for an invasion. Um, okay. Here's... I'm, I'm going to keep on interrupting you with my problems with this. Uh, uh-huh. So this could get annoying. Tell me if you're I get good. too annoying. But is no, you're good. the you're plot good. of Avengers? Because if you're replacing you Batman with Nick Fury, his deal was, hey, this alien showed up and now I think there are other aliens coming for an invasion. So yes. Okay. Uh, but but it's different. This alien is significantly more gray in color. And his name is I'm getting a bit ahead of myself here, ah. but his name is Steppenwolf and I cannot tell you what his deal is. Okay. Because I don't know. Not because I can't tell you, but because I don't know. I do not know what his end game is. I do not know what his purpose in life is. Kind of sounds Asgardian. Like that sounds like a Norse ass name. He looks like one, too. He's got, like, a big helmet with horns on it. He's got, like, a big axe that glows when he hits things with it. Okay, cool. It's... That's all I know about him. That's so weird. Okay. By the way, I've literally told you everything I know about his character. I... Why didn't they just do, like, Brainiac or something? There are supervillains people know about. They they really could have, and we'll get to that. Okay. So now we we move on to uh, Wonder Woman, who's, like, being a superhero, uh, and she's really having a good time. And then we cut to... By the way, I'm going to keep doing this. That's crazy. Because the point of... uh, Compared to other stuff, the point of Captain America was that Captain America dies at the end. And so when Iron Man shows up as a superhero again, it's been, like, 70 years. Yeah. 
But with Wonder Woman, has she been a superhero for like a hundred years? No, 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 no. So that's the thing is is they 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 don't they briefly talk about it in this movie and they don't talk about it at all in Batman v Superman. But after the events of Wonder Woman, she pretty much didn't do any superheroing at all. Okay, thank you for tiptoeing around the events of Wonder Woman. Yeah, she she like remained incognito until Lex Luthor kind of dug her up and got her out of hiding. Okay. So after, so using the contents of Lex Luthor's flash drive, Batman knows that there's this alien invasion coming and that they're looking for three symbols. So he's trying to get together Cyborg, the Flash, Barry Allen, and Aquaman. Aquaman. It's so weird that they're using the Flash because... DC has a Flash character that, again, people like. I I will say that uh, the Flash in this movie is very good. But that's the thing. My problem isn't that the Flash isn't very good. It's that they have another Flash character, and I know that they're not on the same... They're not in the same, like, continuity. Yeah. But it seemed weird when they announced, also, we're going to have the Flash. Oh, there's... So... So, okay, this is cra- Ah, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So, this movie's such a clusterfuck. So, so we see Wonder Woman be a superhero for no reason. Uh, she saves people from a bomb, and it's super cool, but other All than right. that, it serves no purpose to the story. Um, we then cut to Themyscira, which is Wonder Woman's magical island, where Steppenwolf shows up and steals a box from the Amazons. Mm. And the Amazons are like, no... Not the box. The box, the mother box hasn't moved, hasn't done anything in so long. Why would it do anything now? We're going to fire off a magical flaming arrow to let Wonder Woman know that this bad thing happened. Okay, but is Wonder Woman stronger than all of the women on her island? I kind of thought they were all par with each other. All right. No, she is stronger. Okay. But she's also not allowed to come back. Right. Okay. It's a whole thing. I so, don't know enough about Wonder Woman's lore. Like, I don't. So, you know, I get you. I get you. You're, I, I understand completely. So now, so, uh, okay. I'm trying not to, like, go through this movie beat for beat, but it's very hard because I don't remember what happened in it really clearly. Okay. So, Sign of a good movie. Ah, what happened next? So then we cut to Batman being a bully to Aquaman. And he has a beard now. Batman has a beard before. now? Yeah, Batman had a be- has a beard now. That seems I don't know like why. it'd be he pretty just... identifiable when you're fighting gangsters. No, he didn't have the beard when he was Batman, but he grew a beard and then rode a horse to somewhere to meet up with Aquaman. Okay, I had assumed he was going to be in a submarine. This is fine, I guess. No, he like goes to this island and he's like, I know Aquaman's here. Hey, it's you, one hot guy in, in a village of not hot people. And... and Batman's like, there's a big bad thing coming, and I need your help. And Aquaman's like, I've given up on human. I've given up on humans and on Atlantis. F- fucking bye. And then he what? leaves. Yeah, okay, that's a that's a weird way to introduce Aquaman. Yeah, it gets weirder. So then we cut to uh, Batman and wonder woman meeting up and batman's like this big bad thing is happening and wonder woman's like it's already happened the steppenwolf is this big bad dude and then she tells him the story of like steppenwolf and apparently steppenwolf is like a conqueror of intergalactic worlds but when he showed up to earth the amazons the atlanteans and all of the tribes of man and that is a quote from the movie teamed up to defeat him including and this is insane this was crazy to me but like she even mentioned that like beings from other worlds showed up to help and i i watched a green lantern die in this movie Hmm. i watched a green lantern die in this movie but green lantern's not in this movie but green lantern's not in this movie but i watched one die in this movie and i got really excited for half a second huh (sighs) fuck so so, so apparently, like, after they defeated Steppenwolf, he kind of went crazy and went into exile. Can I mention something? I mean, I don't I yeah. don't need to be poking holes in this movie, but there are a lot more people in the world than there were a few thousand years ago. Yeah. 
you wouldn't even need everybody to rise up for this guy to just be beat. But he's super scary, though. Oh. Okay. And here's here's the other thing. The reason he came back is because when Superman died, the world became so afraid that the mother boxes called him to Earth because him and his beings feed off of fear. So Earth was now ripe to be reborn. This is not explained any further. I have explained it more than the movie ever explained it. That's... Okay, I'm still caught up on Superman made people feel safe. He destroyed, like, half a city. And, and yeah, and, like, I don't... I Were know, they but... not afraid when the other Kryptonians showed up? Because it seems like that would be the time... Well, apparently Superman dying made them even more scared. Like, holy oh, shit, okay. we're so scared now. So uh, Wonder Woman goes off to meet Cyborg, and Batman goes off to meet the Flash. And... I forgot Cyborg was in this movie, too. Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, he's... <laughs> so Cyborg is pretty much a non-character in this movie. He has, like, one really good scene where they let him act, and that was enough for me to just be like, man, I would love to see a Cyborg movie. Okay. The problem is that in this, so for for like the first half of this movie, he's wearing like a hoodie and is like covered up. So all you can really see is his like glowing eye and his chin. And occasionally you see his hands and feet and how they're all robot now. Mm-hmm. But then when he like loses, when it just goes like full birthday suit and he's just, it's just me and my robot bod. He looks gross. He looks like. He know. looks like a transformer mid transformation, but mm. like in the shape of a human body. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, and it really is a shame because he, I, mm, he, he the, this actor looks like, or feels like he could do more. They just didn't give him anything to work with. The Flash, on the other hand, super entertaining from the word go. This guy, I feel like that's supposed he's to be the, Flash's role in Justice League. Like he's the light guy. Yeah, he's he's the guy who's supposed to cool everybody off and be the be the funny guy. Yeah, no, he's he's definite. He's the comic relief. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And this kid, like this kid, definitely like is that good. Like he steals the spotlight every time he's on screen. He's like one of he's the most entertaining actor in this film, and his character is the only character that actually gets a modicum of an arc. When we meet when we meet these characters, they're all, with the exception of Aquaman, they're all already superheroes in some capacity. Like, okay. the Flash has his suit, but we don't know how he got his powers. Cyborg is a cyborg, but we don't really understand the, cir- the circumstances that made him cyborg, just that he doesn't like his dad about it. Hard water. It was hard water all the way down. Wonder Woman uh, has been Wonder Womaning in her own movie, so we so the movie doesn't even bother to give her anything. Rough, okay. And yeah, and and Batman's Batman. So Batman, Batman managed to have less character in this movie than the last one, which is astounding. Like, <laughs> like in the last movie, he was just an angry fascist, but in this movie, he's just uh, detached and sad. You know that guy needs he needs some sort of child sidekick. Well, the Flash was there, and that didn't really help. Maybe he needs somebody younger, him. somebody in their teens. Yeah, don't know how you do that. Anyway, so we meet the Flash, and the Flash's whole deal is that like his dad is in prison. He's trying to get a law degree. Um, the, his he wants to prove his dad's innocence. Okay, and so. This entire movie, he has this... It's not really an arc so much as it is a... I'm kind of unsure of myself as a superhero. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm kind of sure of myself as a superhero. So it's not really an arc so much as it is like a slight shift. Right. It's like a, It's like what Spider-Man goes through every time they reboot him. You know, it doesn't matter what movie it is. No, it's, it's definitely less. Less. Okay. Less character. I mean, that's that's not surprising. Spider-Man gets his own movie each time. Yeah, but, yeah. But like, it's, if he, but 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 it's it's the young superhero thing. Yeah, it's it's the young superhero thing. Now, which I'm I will cool say, with. like, I think you can make 
I actually think that's a good way to make a character very quickly. If you need to toss somebody into a superhero movie, just like, yeah, this is the guy who doesn't know what he's doing yet. Then we cut to Atlantis. Steppenwolf has showed up in Atlantis. He, By the way, the way he shows up is through, like, these magic light tubes. Like a, like a magic light tube appears out of the sky, and then he's there. Um, okay. It doesn't really... He doesn't, like, float down or, like, like teleport or assimilate. He just is there now. I think it would be cooler if he just showed up. Like, if there wasn't a light show and he was just there. Because he's supposed to yeah, be, like, there... a fear guy, right? The idea that he well, can just the... turn up behind you is scary. It, it really feels like this is supposed to be very similar to the the the, the bridge of light in the Thor. The Bifrost? Yeah, the Bifrost, but shittier. Yeah. Okay, because great. it's not made of it's not it's not it's not our technicolor rainbow dream coat that moses owns it's just like hexagons joseph. and a tube it was joseph whatever he shows up in atlantis beats up a couple of atlanteans mm-hmm. and aquaman shows up uh now and you said aquaman gave up on atlantis is he king of atlantis or does he just show well, up he just shows up okay he tries he gets beat up by steppenwolf steppenwolf takes the box and leaves this Atlantis woman who is unnamed, like, walks up to Aquaman and is like, what, what are you doing here? You're, I thought you hated your mom. And he's like, I hate my mom. And she's like, how dare you speak of your mother that way? She was the queen of Atlantis. It was a, it was a very leading question. It was, it was insanity. It was, and so, and he's like. That's amazing. And, and then, so. So this, uh, again, I have no idea who this Atlantis woman is, but apparently she knew his mom and he's like, if my mom cared about me, she wouldn't have abandoned me with my dad years ago, which, okay. okay, And then she says, well, Steppenwolf is your problem now. And I'm like, what? What? I know. And Aquaman's like, well, if if he is, then I'm going to need something from you. And then we leave. Oh, okay. All right. So now... (sighs) So now Steppenwolf has two of the three mother boxes, and he shows no, up what? to... Wait, what? That's what yeah. he calls? Yes. Okay. So Yikes. he shows up, and so he shows up, and he's stealing employees from Star Laboratories, which is where Cyborg's dad works. He's trying to figure out where the third mother box is, and but didn't so they, they go, and they... Huh? He just showed up at the other places. Didn't they call to him magically? Yeah, but he doesn't know where the third one is. Uh, tr- hey, listen, man. You don't have to tell me that this movie has a plot hole. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you might say, like, oh, there was a way to hide it. But I guess, okay, I guess not. Steppenwolf's been stealing all these people. They figure out where he's been taking them. He's So they go to they go to save these people and, and also, like, maybe stop Steppenwolf. Um, God, I cannot get over the fact that this villain's name, by the way, is fucking Steppenwolf. It... it he looks and sounds like a like an orc from a PS3 game. The CGI on him is so bad. It okay. uh, and he's just gray. Oh, it's terrible. And he's got this like crazy helmet horns. I don't. Know, it's and he feels like he's from a 2008 video game, right? No, it's too bad because I feel like in a lot of superhero movies. Um, especially the DC ones where they're not quite sure what to do with their superheroes. You want the supervillains to be crazy. Yeah, you want them to be... That's what sold Batman movies for so long. Yeah, like, is because you have, like, the Riddler and Joker and fucking, uh, Dr. Freeze and their insanity. But, well, so, like, the last movie you had fucking Lex Luthor, who was bad... And right. Doomsday, play, play who was play, not even play, a character. Fucking, um, God damn it! Like not Lex Luthor. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like Lex Luthor's son, uh, yeah. or something. I don't really know. He's played by the guy who always looks like he's nineteen. Yeah, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. He this this the, this guy looks like he looks like a fucking loser nerd who gets angry on the internet about comic books. Like he does, and I mean. I know that he has had some good movies. Yeah, he definitely has. But I don't think he can ever be Lex Luthor. 
It's like how Danny Pudi's like 40 years old, but still plays teenagers. The thing about Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor is supposed to be this charismatic dude who's able to like sheer politician his way into the hearts and minds of the people. Yeah, despite the fact that he has committed numerous crimes. Yeah, it's like publicly. like he's. But yeah, he this but, but but Jesse Eisenberg he's he's all like twitchy and sniveling and, and yeah. he feels more like a young Snape. He could do young Snape actually, yeah. If he could get the accent down. Batman and Wonder Woman and The Flash and eventually Cyborg go up to meet with uh, James Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. played by J.K. Simmons, who's awesome and I love him and everything. Okay. So so they all show up and they're like, and J.K. Simmons is like, these weird demons have been stealing people and you need to figure out where they are, Batman. And... Sure. Batman's like, we'll find out where these eight people are. And then Cyborg shows up and he's like, nine, they stole my dad. Let's go. So they, they go to save these people. And so this now this is this scene is the epitome of the tone deafness that this movie has. There is a scene in which Steppenwolf is interrogating a woman. And then he like snaps her neck. Okay. And it's really gross and like fleshy and like wet that the the sound effect you don't see anything really but it's right it's a very visceral scene and then we cut to the flash who's like yo listen i'm like super not ready to be a hero like i've never really been a hero before and he like makes a joke and batman makes a joke and then batman tells him just go down there and save one person and you'll understand what you have to do and then we cut back to Steppenwolf murdering, like, yet another person. Oh, jeez. Okay. And it's like, this is a good moment between Batman trying to teach the younger guy how to be a superhero. And it shouldn't it's be not so good. With... Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a good look when there is somebody two feet away murdering those people by, like, crushing their necks with his hands. It's, it's such a tone-deaf usage of editing. That's crazy. So a mediocre fight scene happens. Um, Steppenwolf is pushed back, and right before he's about to win, water happens, and Aquaman shows up and helps them escape. And then Cyborg is like, like the, oh, this thing, and he leaves. And everyone's like, all right. That thing. Cyborg's gone now, but, but Aquaman's here. So they all meet up at the Bat Cave, and they're like, we need... To, and, and Aquaman's like they've stolen they've stolen the Atlanteans box. Now we're now he has two out of three boxes. We need to find out where the third box is or we're fucked. And then Cyborg shows up and he's like, "You mean this box?" Okay. Which is apparently what he went to go get, and apparently it was the uh, the that box was the thing used to make him. I think. Oh. I'm not sure. All right. No, I can I can see that kind of yeah. Like- in a, in a movie that made sense, I could see that being one of the things that made sense in it. Yeah. So so they, they, they bring the box back to the Batcave, and and uh, Cyborg tells them that when his dad was studying this box, he, uh, he and his mom were in an accident, and he was supposed to die, but his dad, like, slapped some robot bits onto him and then ran pure energy out of this box into him. Mm. And that his... And that... It, it's what made him this, like, mostly, like, 90% machine being. Right. And Batman thinks, man, human cells just cannot handle the power in this box. But do you know whose cells can use the power in this box? Oh, no. The dead Kryptonian oh, that no. I murdered in oh, the last no. movie. And immediately Aquaman and Wonder Woman are like, yo this is a bad idea and batman's like no this is a great idea but it is but you were right it's possible that if we bring superman back to life he's gonna be evil as fuck so i need a contingency (laughs) plan i no wait i love okay you know what this could so be a good movie if we focus more on the fact that batman suddenly got into necromancy right (laughs) he was just like i'm just And it is a very Batman, as a character, any version of Batman, it is a very Batman thing to do to say, I need to bring Superman back to life, but what if he's evil? Yeah. 
Well, and, but the 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 crazy thing is, is he kill like okay. So I'm I'm not normally one to point fingers, but if I was to blame Superman's death in the last movie on any singular person, it would be Batman. Okay. It, it is it is most definitely 100% Batman's fault. Okay. So Batman's like, and so Wonder Woman like, like says like, you know, if the if the first thing Batman sees when he comes back to life is your stupid face, he probably will kill you, and and that's it. That's the scene. Now I don't quite know what happens in the next couple of minutes because I had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> but when I came back, uh, Barry Allen and Cyborg were just straight up digging Clark Kent out of a grave, like. <laughs> In in what is the best scene of the movie? Honestly, is just like well, it's you just, kind of made it sound like these are the two characters to keep an eye on. They they really are, and they have this scene together where like they're just like digging in the the most awkward situation in the world. They are digging up Superman's body mm-hmm. and talking about and like like in snippets, kind of sort of like we don't really know each other, but like we're both these super beings and. I was struck by lightning, sort of, and you were struck by an energy cube, sort of. So we both have this thing in common. We're both weirdos. And they bond a little bit, and it's super cute and nice. And then and then they bring Superman's corpse to Batman, and they take it to the crashed Kryptonian ship from the last two movies. And they put it into a little water thing, and they're like, ah, we don't have enough energy to power it up, but the Flash can make enough energy to power it up, so the Flash makes enough energy and powers it up, and Superman comes back to life. Okay. Okay. And and He's been dead for, like, a year. Yeah. Does he have any brain damage? So, there is a scene where Batman says that Kryptonian cells do not decay, which I feel he just pulled out of his ass. It sounds like he made that up. However, yeah, it, uh, I could either... think that maybe the little creatures that are supposed to eat his cells can't. That might be something, right? Well, that's that. The idea is that, like, the yeah, is like the reason that like human bodies decay is because we are eaten away by bacteria and stuff. Yeah, and that Kryptonian cells are too strong. But the only way he would really know that is if he like periodically dug up Clark Kent's <laughs> body and checked on it. Like, amazing, Alfred, look. His cells aren't decaying. Yes, Master Wayne, please put him back. Like, so, so he just says that, and and uh, and Aquaman says like, I'm, like I'm you lose Batman using like Superman cells to develop like like ho hos that last forever or something. <laughs> Alfred, if we just inject brief traces of Kryptonian cells, we'll have Twinkies that will actually last forever. So this is no. So I'm using so, my one veto. Yeah, you, I, you know, remember you said I had the one. This is where I'll use it. No, I. So I forgot that uh, Alfred is played by Jeremy Irons in these movies. By the way, which is ah, cool. So here, so hearing him talk is just a joy. Yes, um, I do like Jeremy Irons. He has been in a lot of shit. Yeah, Jeremy Irons has been in a lot of bad movies, yeah. like uh, Aragon. Yeah, but he was also in the Assassin's Creed movie, so... Oh, shit, he was! Yeah. Oh, damn. Dude's been in a lot of bad movies. Yeah, I forgot about that. the only that. good right. thing about Aragon was the dragon. No, that's not true. Jeremy Irons was good, too. He had, like, he an wasn't... Obi-Wan Kenobi role. Yeah. So whatever he was doing, he was just Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Which is fine, but I can watch Star Wars, and it's a better movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, but, like, in a better world, it wouldn't have been so terrible. Let's get back to, uh, let's get back to this. So Superman, so, so, oh, sorry. So Aquaman mentions that, like, that when people die, they lose something. And maybe Superman's mind wouldn't be crazy, but what if he lost something more important, like his soul? And everyone's like, oh, what if that did happen? Like, that's a thing that could happen. The rules of this universe make no sense. Because, oh, oh, my God. And then later... Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, sorry. No, let me stop you there. 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 Okay, okay. So, so, so there. So, as they're arguing about this, there's a point where Batman literally says the words, "Do you think Steppenwolf's out there talking about ethics? We're here with science. We don't understand. The point of science is to use it to 
to further no. like ourselves what? and make no, ourselves better. No, it's and I was not. Like, Batman, what the fuck are you talking about right the, now, man? The point of science is to understand. That's science. Oh, it's it's so terribly awful and un, untrue. It's really bad. What? But the <sighs> idea that the idea that they all start talking about his soul, like I could imagine Aquaman and Wonder Woman talking about it, and then Cyborg, whose whole body is a robot, being like, "Guys, this is a weird thing to get caught up on. I'm a robot." So Cyborg has this like brief like they don't they they do not give him the time of day at all but they introduce this idea that he's uncomfortable with the fact that he's more machine than man like how much of him is the is the kid that played football in college and how much of him is robot Sure but they also don't actually ever talk about it at all so So that so Superman comes back to life and he doesn't quite have his memories and uh, he starts, like, scanning the group, and the robotic bits in Cyborg get get scared, and they fire off a thing, and everyone starts fighting Superman. So uh, he beats up everybody. Batman shows up, and, and Superman's like, I remember you. And he picks up Batman, and Batman's like, Alfred, get our contingency plan. And then Superman's like, holding him up. And this is a really good line that I actually really liked. Uh-huh. Where Superman holds up Batman and says, You you didn't want me to live and now you won't let me die. And then Batman says, The world needs you, and Superman responds with, But does it need you? Tell me. Do you bleed? And I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> Am I about to watch Superman kill Ben Affleck? That would be re- okay, see. That tells me that this movie could have been really good if they leaned more into this Dr. Frankenstein thing. Like, Well, they're about to throw it away in two minutes. That's so depressing because the idea that, like, what if, what if this whole thing is being driven on Batman feeling bad for having killed Superman? And so he turns to necromancy and everybody else is like, Batman, don't do that. Batman tur- turned to necromancy. And That's then not he the answer. does it. <laughs> Batman necromancer sounds like a comic book run that should exist. That sounds like a good comic book. Like, yeah, probably like a like a, if a Robin died or something. Batman like the turns one that did. And then he like can't stop. It's like, but if I could bring him back, I can bring anybody back. I can bring back my dead parents. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Okay, so. I'm sorry. I think we just wrote a better movie. Oh, yeah, no. It, it, it wouldn't be or that hard. comic book. So, that so we find like out. a good comic book run. Yeah, oh, that does, yeah. Who I would write it? That. You know, it works. I need, we need, we need somebody I who s- can do necromancy good. Okay, but when I said it out loud, I thought of, have you ever read The Midas Flesh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan North, right? Yeah. I actually thought of that one where, like, the whole thing is the concept of King Midas blown way out of proportion. And I think yeah. it could blow necromancy way out of proportion really well. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. If if only somebody could give Ryan North so much power. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, neither of us own Batman, to the best of my knowledge. So. Yeah. God, if I did, though, the things I would do, I would outlaw Frank Miller. All right, so turns out Batman's contingency plan is Lois Lane. uh, Alfred just drives up in a car with Lois Lane in the passenger seat. It wasn't crazy tonight, huh? And Lois Lane's like, it turns out the only only way to get to Superman's heart faster than cutting him open with kryptonite is with Lois Lane. So Lois Lane shows up and Superman's like, Lois and he like just straight up like from a from a from a height of three stories just drops Batman and flies to her and like hugs her saying things that make this movie sound like it could be really good and what we spent some time with Batman after he fell well so that's so give me the give me some time okay so Superman hugs Lois Lane and Lois Lane's like silently freaking out and crying Amy Adams is wasted on this movie series and they both fly away, I think and everyone's said that like, in "The last movie." And and everybody's like, "What?" 
what what and then batman is like oh i definitely broke some things oh geez oh okay and then we and then we cut to the bat cave and everyone's like well that didn't work out too well so let's go try to stop steppenwolf without superman and see how that works for us well wait a minute where's the box so the box that they use to bring superman back to life gets fired off and lands on a cop car and after superman leaves we see the like light tube appear okay and then it disappears and wonder woman says steppenwolf has the third box you fuckers had one job yeah i know right (laughs) watch the damn box uh, so how how is steppenwolf faster than the flash why didn't the flash pick up the box listen man i cannot help you okay. so superman is like reflecting in kansas and his mom shows up and he's like trying to remember things but he's having kind of a hard time sure i mean like those neurons haven't been firing for a while even if they're not decayed yeah it's, it's gonna they're... take some time this is the part of the movie where everything really stops making sense. Everybody's like, where is where is all the bad stuff going down? All right, it's going down in Russia. We cut to Steppenwolf. He's in Russia. He, like, puts three boxes together and, like, crazy stone crystal things are spreading out from this area to, like, re... Uh, 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 change like the what's it called when you like change the atmosphere and ground composition of a planet terraforming terraforming like terraforming this planet in his own hellish image sure and and uh everyone's like how much time do we have uh hours well we we can't get there fast enough yes we can all right we're there (laughs) so (laughs) all right here's the plan we're gonna Here's the plan. Batman's going to go sacrifice himself and die, giving everybody else enough time to stop Steppenwolf, giving Cyborg enough time to separate the three boxes. All right, cool. We good? We good. So, Batman goes in to kill himself, but then everybody else decides to help him instead, and there's like a kind of a shitty fight scene. Motherfuckers, go save the world, you idiots. And then Batman's like, this wasn't the plan, and Aquaman's like... Wonder Woman said that the plan would work even if nobody died, which I mean he's not wrong, right? Like the Batman doesn't have to die. To sacrifice himself, yeah. The, that that part of the plan was felt like it was just kind of shoved in there. Right, but the plan definitely won't work if you just go do other shit. Like that's Well Well, so they just go do other shit. Okay. And uh they run around like cyborgs like interfacing with these like three three like weird ever-changing cubes it's not quite working and they're everybody's getting their butt kicked steppenwolf is like hitting people with his axe and then superman shows up sure and and he's just superman from the cartoons oh like like he's just superman from the cartoons like he the way he acts the way he talks he's he's smiling all the time he's telling jokes there's a scene where the Flash goes to save some people, and then he like looks over, and Superman's just carrying a building with one hand, and huh, like like he's just Superman from the cartoons now. I guess all he needed was a hard reboot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, just turn off your Superman, and then turn him back on again, and maybe he won't be a douchebag. And he's like smiling and telling jokes. It's so weird to see a character who you've spent your the last two movies acting like a complete prick who doesn't who who refuses to help the world without like a a look on his face that he's about to take a huge diarrhea suddenly be like team dad and helping everybody out remember when i said that that the reason man of steel didn't work is because he was weighed down by like this idea that everybody knew what superman was yeah the fact that we now have the Superman that we expected makes no sense in the world that has been built up in the last five years of film yeah, that I these movies have this, given us. I wonder if this moment was a Joss Whedon thing, because that definitely feels like a new director so, thing. So, yeah, so that's the thing. is that this, this last 20-minute sequence where they're suddenly just in Russia feels like feels like a Joss Whedon movie. Like it, okay. it, it doesn't have... 
It doesn't have everything you would want from a Joss Whedon movie, like good dialogue or a good action sequence. Okay, well, or okay. anything. But it's 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 like it, the to the fair, the way the he did come in last minute. <laughs> the, yeah, he did come in last minute, right? So, but like, but even then, like the the tone and the pacing of this final sequence, there's like a lot of quipping, a lot of like like just scenes of people smiling at each other, and then finally everybody teams up and they beat up Steppenwolf, and he and he gets attacked by his own like uh, flying creatures that he has, and then they light tube away into space. And that's the end of the movie. Oof. I don't know what now, to say about it. Well, so there, there's there's a montage afterwards of like... Oh, no. Wait. You said it was yeah, the like, end of the movie. You I, it's the end of the... about a montage. So there's a montage of scenes where, like, Clark Kent and Ma Kent and Lois Lane are moving into their old farm. Uh, his mom sold it off at some point in the movie, but that doesn't matter. And Bruce Wayne's like, yeah, I bought the bank so you can have the house now. And he's like, cool, thanks. Literally and the least w- you could do, by the where, way. Uh, which he says. Oh, cool. Like Superman says that. This is the least you could do. And then he, and then he turns around and he's like, really? The whole bank? And he's just like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a reflex. So they're best friends now. And then we cut to like Wonder Woman who's like saving people in Europe. And then we cut to Cyborg who like is waving, is is waving his hand over his shitty body and making it the cool cyborg body (laughs) from the cartoons. Which is like, why couldn't we have this the whole movie? (laughs) That doesn't make any earthly sense. Um, Maybe that's also a Joss Whedon thing. Right? Like, Like, this is the the metaphor. The metaphor is that now that Zack Snyder is gone, I can look like the, the robot boy I always wanted to be. But he doesn't wave it to look like a human. He waves it to look like a better robot. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Oh um, boy. Okay. Okay, and then and then we cut to like the Flash who 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 like slaps a little note and he's like talking to his dad in prison. He slaps like a little note and he's like, "Look, dad, I got a job at uh at a criminal and like investigation job, like a real job." I'm one step closer to getting you out of here. And his dad's like, oh, I'm so proud of you, son. Okay, that's nice. And then it cuts to, like, Bruce Wayne walking into what's left of Ice, of a big building. I assume it's Wayne Manor, but I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Um, he walks into this big building with Alfred and Wonder Woman, and he's like, well, we'll rebuild it. We'll have a big circle table with six chairs. Oh, God. And Wonder okay. Woman's like, well, we can have room for more chairs, though, right? And Batman's like, yeah. No. No more chairs. Room for, and no, Batman's like, yeah, oh. more chairs. <laughs> and then the movie ends. <laughs> more chairs. Oh, oh, and also Aquaman is back in Atlantis. I forgot about that. Okay. Oh, boy. <sighs> I love the movie ends on more chairs. Amazing. Oh, God. 10 out of 10. Ugh. Thank you for listening to Director Video. VHS? <laughs> chairs? chairs? More chairs? DVD extras. <laughs> so, I I am going to want to talk about this movie more, maybe on our next DVD extras. Like, just the rundown of what happened in this movie. I still haven't even talked about the, like, my thoughts on it. No, yeah, because we spent this whole time going through the entire movie. I just... Yeah. More <sighs> chairs... Uh, I love that so, a lot. It's so good. Um, yeah, no. Um, it's so quantifiably I, stupid. It's this movie is a, a fucking mess. It is a mess. Do not watch it. Do not like. Do not. I the the seven dollars or six dollars I spent and the four dollars on a drink. I didn't even finish my drink. I like dropped it in the trash can half full as I walked out. I liked it, but I liked it because I was just in awe of the insanity unfolding before my eyes. It was amazing. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have been uh your your co-host Tony Robisto. and I have been your co-host Andy. More chairs, Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh, uh, that shouldn't get to me as much as it does. That's 
fucking good. Um, gosh, you know, find us on Twitter. I'm at theaterbats with an er. And I am at royalty underscore valens. The underscore is important. You can also find me on Instagram at royalty underscore valens. I don't really use it much, but it's there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Be sure to, you know, check us out wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcasts and give us that five-star review, Google Play, iTunes, wherever your local podcasts are sold. We're there God and we it. need those reviews. Yeah, you thought I was over it, but I'm back. <laughs> Piece of shit. Okay. Yes, yes, please. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh. and uh, you can find links to all those places at direct2.video as well as other stuff like make little videos of the extras I haven't done it in a little while I have like audio cut that I need to make into videos and all I need to do is put a picture next to it so I'm the laziest piece of shit in the world <laughs> <laughs> well on top of doing all of the editing for these episodes I think you're I think you're good I think you know they can forgive you for that appreciate it uh, also, you can check out my comic at inspiredbytrueevents.org. It's and, uh, got a wizard in it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and right? you're probably listening to it right now, but you can. Well, we'd also like to thank Lee Rosevier for our theme song, Penguins on Parade. Whenever, um, you, whenever we call that shot, it's not playing. Are you serious? Like, when, like, when we don't oh. mention it, it's usually playing. And whenever we call it, like, oh, it's playing right now, it's not because we talked for five more minutes <laughs> well then we'll stop talking now uh, uh free music library Until next time, I am the corpse of Superman. Wow, good, good change. Yeah, not keeping right. that one. I just uh, wanted to have some fun with it. No, for sure, for sure. Oh, you gonna fix it in post? Fix it in post. I can tell you what you couldn't fix in post. This entire movie. Holy shit! If you want to be vamping for a bit, do you remember that that Pokemon podcast I was telling you about? But yes, yes, I do. They'll do what we do, which is in the middle of talking about something else, they will start talking about the McElroy brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so this Good. is the most relatable podcast I've ever listened to in my life.